Today is Friday, January 19th. We're talking about the spending bill lawmakers passed to avoid a government shutdown and a rally that's drawing thousands of people to the Capitol today. Also, a Justice Department report that detailed law enforcement failures during a school shooting and NATO's largest military drill since the Cold War. Plus, rare health news about two senior members of the British royal family. A new magazine cover is sparking backlash. And thousands of hockey fans brought their teddy bears to a game. We'll tell you why. Those stories and even more news to know next. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. Lawmakers have signed off on a plan to prevent a partial government shutdown with one day to spare before the first deadline. President Biden is also expected to sign it. Both the House and Senate passed the bill within hours of each other yesterday. It got through the Senate more easily than the House, though, mostly because of the most conservative Republicans in the House who wanted less spending. Still, about half of Republicans joined Democrats to get the deal done. It increases total spending this year by $28 billion compared to the previous fiscal year, Though accounting for inflation, it's actually a cut in real dollars. This is the third temporary funding measure in just four months, which essentially just buys more time for lawmakers to work out their differences for longer-term government spending starting later this year. For now, the plan funds federal agencies until March, when we might hear about the potential for a shutdown all over again. Today, up to 100,000 anti-abortion demonstrators are planning to get together in the nation's capital. The annual March for Life rally is happening in Washington, D.C. This is the second one since Roe v. Wade was overturned, giving states the power to make their own abortion laws. But organizers say their work is still far from finished. They're calling for a nationwide ban and more programs meant to support women who face unintended pregnancies. They'll be rallying, marching, and listening to speakers, including Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson. Meanwhile, Democrats plan to kick off an abortion rights campaign next week. President Biden and Vice President Harris are set to give speeches. And ads are coming out focused on the personal impact abortion bans have had on women and healthcare providers. All of this is happening now for a reason. Monday marks 51 years since the now overturned Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion. And both sides are making it a key issue in the 2024 presidential race. It's said to be the most comprehensive federal report yet into the Uvalde, Texas school shooting. The U.S. Justice Department detailed what it called cascading failures by law enforcement. Remember, the shooting killed 19 children and two staff members back in May of 2022. And there's been a lot of criticism about the initial emergency response, as well as what happened in the days after the attack. Now, the DOJ report is adding to that, saying, for example, that police officers waited an excessive amount of time to confront the gunman and had no urgency in establishing a command post that officers made a flawed assumption that the shooter was barricaded or contained. Attorney General Merrick Garland said failure to follow standard active shooter protocols cost lives, and the victims deserved better. The report also says officials made a series of mistakes after the shooting, from not screening surviving kids for what medical care they might need, to giving inaccurate and inconsistent information to worried and grieving families, even about which children had died. This latest federal report has a similar sentiment to an earlier report by Texas lawmakers that also blamed law enforcement at every level. The city of Uvalde said it's already put changes in place for new leadership, training and equipment. The report also included page long remembrances of each of the victims, though some of their family members told the AP they don't care about a report and want criminal charges instead. So far, though, none have been filed. NATO announced yesterday it's preparing its largest military exercise in decades. 
the alliance will be rehearsing how American troops could reinforce European allies, specifically in countries near Russia's border, like the Baltic states and Poland. This is actually the first defense plan the alliance has drawn up since the Cold War. 90,000 troops will take part in both simulations and exercises on the ground. They'll come from all NATO countries and Sweden, which hopes to join the alliance soon. The head of NATO's military committee explained that the alliance is not seeking any conflict. And for now, Russia's war in Ukraine does seem to be staying in Ukraine, since the front line is not moving a lot one way or another. Still, he says the alliance will make sure it's ready just in case. Even more winter weather is on the way after a brutal few days of Arctic temperatures and powerful storms. Sadly, at least 55 people across 10 states have died in winter storms since last week. Oregon has been hit especially hard since back-to-back -back ice storms have brought down trees and power lines. And meteorologists say ice will continue to build in the northwest today as more freezing rain comes down. Also today, parts of the Midwest and east are getting more snow, accumulating snow too. Philadelphia could end up getting half a foot today, and that much snow hasn't fallen in a single day in that city in more than three years. That said, the storm is not really expected to be severe, just very cold and very wet, and in some places, windy. But if you're sick of this winter weather, we have some good news for you. The federal agency NOAA put out its outlook for the next few months, and it says the northern half of the country is leaning towards seeing above-average temperatures from February to April. And really, the only state expected to see below-average temps is Texas. Of course, this is just an estimate based on broad weather patterns, so it's always a good idea to keep an eye on the most up-to-date forecasts as well. We have much more news for you still coming up, but first, support for this episode comes from AG1. Taking care of your health is not always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why, for almost a year now, I've been drinking AG1 every day. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day, and it makes me feel energized and focused. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I know with AG1, I'm giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process, and ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrient density. If there is one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it is AG1. And that's why I partnered with them for so long at this point. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com newsworthy. That's drinkag1.com newsworthy. Check it out. Now back to the news. Two senior members of the British royal family are stepping out of the public eye for a while to focus on their health. First, Princess Kate Middleton was admitted to the hospital for a planned abdominal surgery this week. The royal family says the surgery went well, but she's going to have to be hospitalized for up to two weeks. And she's unlikely to return to public duties until after Easter. The BBC says Prince William is also expected to cancel some of his royal engagements during his wife's recovery. Separately, Buckingham Palace announced King Charles is going to be in the hospital next week to be treated for an enlarged prostate. His condition is apparently benign, but he still has to have a procedure, and his public engagements are also being postponed. Researchers who poured over five years of studies came to a bleak finding about the American healthcare system. They say minority children in the U.S. aren't getting the same kind of healthcare as white children, and their health outcomes tend to be worse off. This new analysis was published in The Lancet this week. It shows the inequality spans across all specialties, even after adjusting for insurance status, family socioeconomic status, and pre-existing health conditions. Researchers say pain management is one of the most overwhelming differences in healthcare coverage between white and non-white children. Studies found kids of color were less likely to get painkillers in emergency rooms, 
as they were being treated for broken bones, migraines, or appendicitis. Minority children were also more likely to have something go wrong in the hospital, less likely to have conditions diagnosed before starting school, more likely to have long wait times, and a lot more. Researchers say all these differences end up impacting minority kids' health outcomes. They also say there are drawbacks for white children who often received painkillers, antibiotics, IV fluids, and diagnostic imaging that were found to be medically unnecessary. They're now calling for changes to policy, research, and medical practices. Department stores keep having to downsize. Most recently, it was Macy's that announced another round of store closures and layoffs. Macy's is cutting 3.5% of its workforce, which is about 2,400 jobs. The retailer said it plans to add more automation to its supply chain, and it'll be outsourcing some roles as well. Of course, all of this comes as shoppers have been taking their business online, looking for value, and turning to competitors like Amazon and Shein. So Macy's is in the middle of an effort to turn things around. The company plans to open dozens of smaller shops outside of malls over the next couple of years. With less than a month to go before Usher headlines the Super Bowl halftime show, the R&B singer is getting a whole lot of press. But not everyone is happy about one magazine feature in particular. Usher was Vogue's winter digital cover story star. But he didn't appear on the cover solo, the way a lot of artists do. Instead, he was joined by a white supermodel named Carolyn Murphy and a youth football team. And at this point, it's not clear why. The comment section of Vogue's Instagram post showcasing the cover is full, mostly with people questioning who the other people are in the photo and why Usher wasn't featured more prominently. For a lot of people, it was reminiscent of 2008, when NBA star LeBron James became the first black man on the cover of Vogue. He wasn't alone either. He appeared alongside another white model, Giselle Bündchen. So far, Vogue has not commented about Usher's cover. But after backlash over LeBron's cover, the magazine spokesperson said the only reason he was pictured with Giselle was to, quote, celebrate two superstars at the top of their game. LeBron also said he wasn't upset by the cover, and it doesn't seem like Usher is either at this point, since he's been sharing it online and thanking Vogue magazine for the feature. By the way, speaking of Super Bowl performers, the NFL just announced who will be singing during the pregame, too. Reba McIntyre will sing the national anthem, Post Malone will perform America the Beautiful, and Andra Day will perform Lift Every Voice and Sing before the big game. That's it for the main news today, so now it's time for Feel Good Friday, when we bring you one extra feel-good or positive news story before the weekend. But first, a quick thank you to our sponsor, ZocDoc. You know that feeling when you're around certain people in your life, or maybe you get this feeling at work, where you kind of have to filter yourself and not say what you want to say, or maybe you just feel judged. It should not be that way with your doctor. I really think it's important you can feel safe and honest with your doctor and actually feel like a team working together to do what's best for your body and overall health. And if you don't have that or you're searching for that now, ZocDoc is a great place to find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable. ZocDoc makes it super easy to find more options that are right for you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. I go there especially to easily search for doctors of a certain specialty that also take my insurance and are nearby. And then I can compare reviews from there. So it's really convenient and really simple to use. Go to ZocDoc.com newsworthy and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C, ZocDoc.com newsworthy. ZocDoc.com newsworthy. Okay, now back to Feel Good Friday. Well, some hockey fans in Pennsylvania really know how to celebrate their team in a way that's generous, record-breaking, and adorable. The American Hockey League's Hershey Bears have a local tradition called the Teddy Bear Toss. And earlier this month, it was bigger than ever. When the team scored their first goal, teddy bears and other stuffed animals rained down on the ice. 
The Hershey Bears collected them all, causing about a 40-minute delay in the game. Then, after they won the game in overtime, they counted. It turned out nearly 75,000 plush toys were tossed, making it a world record. And here's the best part. Now all those stuffies will be donated to local charities. The team says they're grateful for their fans and happy to continue the tradition year after year. And since they started it back in 2001, they've collected nearly 400,000 stuffed animals and made a lot of children happy along the way. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with our special edition Saturday episode. We're talking about the job market to expect in 2024 with ZipRecruiter's chief economist. Plus, the founder of Career Contessa offers actionable advice to improve your career and paycheck. And of course, we'll be back on Monday with your next news roundup. For now, thank you so much for listening and have a great weekend.